Hey guys, this is Dr. Merritt here. Uh, today's podcast is going to be all about movement and my argument of why it is so important and integral to the human experience and being healthy as I, on, on a whole. Um, yeah, so let's just dive right into it. So why why is movement so important? Let's talk about our nervous system, right? And first, and uh, why it's important to humans right? Or most animals who have a nervous system. The reason why, well, there's a lot of different arguments and certain arguments um, are the front runners of why we even have a nervous system. Um, But it is inarguable that our nervous system coordinates all the functions of our body. Um, A lot of proponents say that our hormone system and our circulation system uh, also have a huge influence on our bodies, which is true. Um, all of the systems within our body, get, whether it's our hormone slash endocrine system, our circulatory uh, humoral system, or our like skeletal system, our musculoskeletal uh, system, our uh, immune system, like all these systems are very important and we would not be the creatures that we are without them. However, the system that is the operating system to coordinate all the systems together is your nervous system. And so even on the, the, to the effect of the hormone system, your, you have a neuroendocrine access, meaning that your brain actually tells your hormone systems from different um, control centers around your body to release hormones to coordinate the function and um, there, there are local hormone systems too um, that are completely separate from the nervous system but let's not get into the nitty-gritty um, one of my one of my things is keeping it simple for you guys um, the, so the main coordinator of all the functions in your body is your nervous system and so now let's get into the argument of uh, why people say that we even need a nervous system to begin with. And the prevailing theory that I tend to um, think of the body in terms of is that the only reason why we have a nervous system to begin with is to create movements. Um, the more We know that the more complex a uh, creature can actually produce movements, the more complex their nervous system is. They go into like a one-to-one correlation. And so we have a huge capacity of our body. We can run and jump and we have fine motor skills and we have lingual skills that require a lot of um, neural input, a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, real estate in our, from our brain. Um, so we, we, we are amazing creatures when it comes to our movement capacity. Uh, and we correspondingly have an amazingly intricate and complex brain and nervous system, which is really, really cool. Um, I, one, of the, one, of, one of my favorite uh, proponents of uh, this theory, is, his name is uh, Daniel Walpert. If you wanted to look him up on YouTube, I highly recommend it. He has a wonderful, I believe it was a TED talk. Um, he's a developmental neurobiologist and he had a wonderful TED talk uh, about his argument of why why movement is so important and why or why we even have a nervous system to begin with and he calls himself a movement chauvinist and he says that uh, the only reason we have a brain at all is so we can move and his main argument is uh there's this animal 
the sea animal called a sea squirt. It's not necessary. It's not really a jellyfish, but it's a jellyfish like um, animal that has this rudimentary nervous system as a lot of um, marine animals or wildlife have and it, that coordinates where they're going to move and how they're going to how they're going to take the influence from the ocean and what what they're going to do and where they're going to end up right and so the sea squirt has this rudimentary nervous system and they they use it to propel themselves one way or the other until they find a spot on a rock that they want to live the rest of their life's life out and then it plants itself on the rock and then it subsequently eats its nervous system for sustenance because now it's not moving it no longer needs the nervous system because it has no output to give out <laughs> So um, I really like that. I thought that was really, really cool. So how our nervous system, let's go back to the, like, a, like an animal nervous system and its interaction with the body. So uh, you have, how, how, how the nervous system works is you get sensory input in and it sends information up to the brain. And then the brain takes that information, adapts it, makes decisions with what it wants to do and then sends motor input out motor input meaning movement output and it's so it tells your body what to do with the sensory information that came in and it works in a loop so you the sensory information that comes up then your brain makes decisions about what to do about it it sends motor programs down movement programs down and then all your sensory receptors how you get the information from your environment says okay what what happened there like what when I put that motor program down what happened and then your so your sensory systems send more information back up to your brain and it just works in a feedback loop so sensory system sensory input in brain makes decisions put brings motor input down then your sensory information uh, sensory reception systems say, hey, what happened there? Give more information up and it just keeps on going, keeps on going. And it's an ever adapting thing. And this is one of the quintessential principles of life, right? You get, um, you have, it, it, you're either in growth or contraction, right? And if you wanna grow, you have to create like some sort of challenge to the system. And then you need resources, whether it be time substrates or like a lesson um, and then so so you can recover and adapt to that challenge and then you end up coming back better so let's give me give you an example because that was a very convoluted sentence and i'm not super good at explaining things but i'll i'll get better at it guys you just work with me <laughs> so uh so like say you're the 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 classic example is we go to a gym right you want to get strong and so you take your muscles as they are and then you go and you do a bunch of push-ups or uh, bench presses or squats or whatever you want to do um, until you're like really really tired and you make so that's your challenge you're challenging your muscles to get better then you have to take time out of the gym get up leave and then not move for a little while give your body like uh, some good nutrition so it can actually build up your, your brain so your brain takes that sensory input so it's like hey i this my my person right my person needs me to be lifting these heavy weights so if we're going to be doing this 
going into the future, then I need stronger muscles. So I need to take some of this, uh, some of these like chemicals, the nutrition, your food that they are putting into this body and pick out the things that I need so I can make more skeletal muscle. And so let's go ahead and do that. So we grab a bunch of proteins and, and make them into collagen like matrixes and then plant it down into the muscle tissue. And now that took time and a little bit of substrate. And now we got stronger muscles for the next day. And then we go and we do it again and we break down a little bit and then your body takes some more nutrition and then it builds up an even stronger muscle, right? Same thing when it comes to like any like learning experiences, you have a challenge. You're like, okay, I used to be able to go this way on the way home, but now, but now there's like a huge pothole and I, oh, like I, my car always like dips into it and then my suspension bottoms out and it's terrible and I'm going to ruin my car. And I really probably shouldn't do that if I want to have some longevity in my car. So you have the challenge of the going the way that you went and then you hit this pothole. That was the challenge. And then the lesson is maybe I shouldn't go that way home anymore. And so now you adapt to the new environment and then you start taking a new way home and you save your car, right? <laughs> and so this is, that's like, that's always how your experience with the world has to go. You like have a new stimulus, then you would have to adapt to that new stimulus and then you come back on the other end with a, a better, a grip on reality because that's really all of our all our body is is our way of our I know this is this is getting a little new agey on you but if you, if you ever read any of Edgar Tolle's uh, the new earth book or like any type of like existential like realism kind of theory think about this for a second like your brain uh, I'm not going to get too far into this because we, we're already halfway through this podcast, <laughs> but your, like your thoughts are literally little electrical impulses firing around this thing that you have called a brain, right? And that's how you create an, your perception of your environment. So your body is your interface with the world around you like say so I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here at my desk and I have this blue pen in front of me so I've le I've learned through my experience growing up that this is what a blue pen looks like everyone's told me this is what a blue pen looks like this is what everyone's told me a blue pen feels like and so like when this thing is put in front of me I can hold it and say, hey, this is a blue pen, because everyone has agreed that this is a blue pen. Now, what if I switched bodies with somebody else who had different experiences than me and had a different body and therefore lived in a different life coming up to this point, and they grab this pen, and it's actually in, with that body and those experiences, it's not a blue pen. It's actually a green pen. It's always, or maybe it's not even a pen at all. Maybe it's a, that this is old, this was always called a stick. This is a green stick. What are you talking about a blue pen? It's a green stick. And so we, we're, we only learn about our environment based on stimulus 
that we have had previous to the current experience. Our entire life is based on stimulus and effect, right? Stimulus, lesson, and effect. That's how, that's how we learn about our environment. Like we know that this is, this, this bottle is going to be this heavy based on certain variables that were given to us previously. And then our brain has now learned that lesson and we know we can store it in our nervous system so we can coordinate future movement. Okay. So, so our nervous system is really, really cool, really, really adaptable, but really, really, really important because it is our, like it, we, we experience all, we experience all life has to offer based on the quality of our nervous system and its ability to adapt those stimulus into the matrix, the matrix of our nervous system. So we can use that information at a later time for new movement programs. Okay. You guys got that? You coming with me on that? It's, it gets pretty deep and we'll keep on going into it and why movement is so important. You can always re-listen to this later and I'll probably do a podcast on it later because it's so important. Movement is super, super, super important because, uh, well, because we, because of the reasons we just discussed. Your nervous system coordinates everything in your body. So it has to take all these stimulus that you give to it, adapt, and then it says, hey, this is how you're healthy. So like one of the, as we covered in one of the previous podcasts, one of the quintessential markers of health is your ability to adapt to your environment, right? It's like one of, one of the famous people, one of the starters of a chiropractic, I don't remember if it was D.D. Palmer or B.J. Palmer, but he said something to the effect as that other professions, while other professions are um, concerned with changing the environment to suit in a weakened, to suit a weakened frame, chiropractic is concerned about strengthening the individual's composition in order to adapt to the environment. And so that, that's a good, like, I read that and I was like, yes, because it's not about like trying to like, like that's, that's kind of what our society has been trying to do, right? Trying to give us air conditioning and, uh, central heating and all these other things to make our life easier so we can adapt our environment to our weakened frame and we just get weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and I'm not saying like modern conveniences are bad please don't get me wrong on that I'm I would I very much like my lattes and my central air <laughs> however it is something that you should probably like put back into the back of your your brainstem there and just say like hey every once in a while it's probably good to challenge myself so I don't lose that capacity because the body is very 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 efficient like it's amazing but it's also very efficient if it doesn't need something it's gonna get rid of it so with let's go back to that like gym example if you're if you stop lifting the heavy weights, the brain is saying, why am I expending so much energy lugging around all these heavy, heavy, heavy muscles? This is a waste of my calories. This isn't efficient at all. So it gets rid of them. It's like, we don't need these anymore. We're not lifting heavy weights. So you lose it, right? So if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> and, that's, um, and this 
is now dun, 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 the whole lesson of the day. This is why movement is so important. You have a nervous system so you can coordinate movements and interact with your environment and influence your environment. Your nervous system also coordinates all of your health. And if you don't use all of your movement systems, you will lose your movement systems and thus the adaptable capacity of your nervous system. So let's say this again, because I, I, a lot of, I probably lost a lot of people on that one. I, 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 try, I try not to talk too, too high, but everyone's always like, Sarah, Sarah you, you, I don't even understand what you're talking about. <laughs> so let's, talk, let's say this one more time. You only have a brain so you can move. If you don't move, you lose a little bit of capacity for movement. Your move, the movement of your body, the information that your brain sends to your body coordinates all the health of your body. So if you stop moving or move less, the capacity of your nervous system to coordinate health in your body is inhibited, meaning lessened, meaning you lose it. You don't have it anymore. So people, you have to move your body and not only just move your body, but it has to be mildly uncomfortable at times because you have to move it just to the end of your capacity and sometimes just a little bit more so your body says yeah i don't yeah we're we're gonna need to we're gonna need to improve this right here so we can so we can get a little bit better i mean but at very 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 least you have to move it to its full capacity so it maintains that level of health and if you want to improve your health you're gonna have to pull it just a little bit out of its capacity so it can expand its ability to coordinate health within you, okay? So we're gonna have to move every muscle joint in our body to its full range of motion pretty much every day. That is the goal. And that is one of the things that I work to in, on in my office and why I'm so passionate about what I do is because in our information society, I'm not, and again, I'm not saying it's a bad society. I love, I love my computer. I'm married to my computer. I just got a new one. I'm, I love it. <laughs> and I'm all about efficiency and productivity. Yes. But if you sit in one spot and you don't move all day, what is that going to do to your sensory input systems and your movement output systems? Your capacity will be like, think, think of the movie, uh, I just totally blinked. That one movie with all, with all the fat people scooting around on the, the scooter out on like some foreign, foreign planet. Oh man, that's really gonna bother me. <laughs> I'll have to post it in the Wally. It's called Wally. <laughs> so that's so if 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 you don't if you don't use it, like that's all your capacity is going to be, and that does not bode well for health. Our bodies are not made for that. That's not why we have brains. Our brains will start to dissolve essentially because the capac like 
we have the brains so we can move. So if we start to use the brains for other things, it doesn't work as well. Okay, and yeah, so that, that's pretty much it. So that's why my whole argument on why movement is so important and integral to the human experience and that we need to be moving our bodies in very directions and slightly out of our capacity, both in movement and variability every day. Yeah, and there's more on this and we'll get into it on another day because we're hitting that 20 minute mark and your commute is almost done. So I hope you have a wonderful day at work or at home if you're come on your way home and uh, to your health. May it be ever growing and serving you better for a better life. All right, take care.